Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. On today's podcast, author Sarah Bennett joins me to discuss Christmas romance novels, and together we create a plot for a brand new story. My name is Justin Hamilton, and I'm all about the Colonel and Ms. Mangles here on Big Squid. Welcome to the final Big Squid podcast for season six and for 2022. I'm so glad to welcome Sarah Bennett back to the podcast for this chat. I've loved learning about the romance genre through her and also through you. There's a lot of fans out there and I think that when we had Alice Fraser on talking about romance, I think we created a safe place which normally... I think in the past when people would mention it, they'd kind of almost mention it in a way where they're a little bit embarrassed. And you don't need to be embarrassed about loving anything on this podcast. And uh, I think more of you have become more comfortable with that and you have reached out and you've shared lots of thoughts and it's actually one of the most popular podcasts of the year. So I'm so glad that you've enjoyed it and I was wrapped to bring Sarah back in. I think you're going to really enjoy the plot for the imaginary novel that we come up with. I think it genuinely sounds like it could be great if we ever got around to writing it. Sarah's busy. I'm busy. But, you know, we can dream, right? Before we bring in Sarah, uh, just a few quick notes. Uh, In 2023, I'll be returning to the Adelaide Fringe for the first time in three years. 
And my Big Squid listeners can score themselves a discount to my show by using the promo code PODCAST. So I'm only in town for a short amount of time, but I'd love to see you there. And I've already performed the show in Sydney and Melbourne, and I just really enjoy telling these stories. This is the most I've enjoyed stand-up, I reckon, in about 10 years. And this show feels very much a representation of where I'm at. So it's a pretty positive show, and it's a fun show. And it's not afraid to tackle some serious, uh, you know, topics and uh, the context that they live in, but uh, I kind of learn a lot about myself from this show, so I'm, I'm really loving it, and I can't wait to bring it to Adelaide. As I said, it's only five nights only at the Rhino Room. It's going to be a small run in a, in a little room. I'm essentially coming back just so I can hang out and, and do the show with you, so head to comedy.com.au, click on my little victories tile, and make sure you use that promo code PODCAST. A reminder for Patreon subscribers, you have access to a super duper discount. So make certain you use your promo code. You can find that at the Patreon site. All subscribers uh, to my Patreon have access to bonus podcasts, uh, scripts, uh, ad-free versions of this podcast, uh, big discounts to live events and more. If you'd like to join our community, head to patreon.com forward slash Justin Hamilton underscore Big Squid and you can find a tier that suits you. And as I've said, all the money that goes into the Patreon gets funneled straight back into this podcast. So uh, thank you to all my Patreon supporters because you are essentially helping to produce this podcast. So it is very much appreciated. One of the other bonuses is everyone who signs up gets a podcast dedicated to them. And today's shout out goes to, ah, look, I, I have to tell you that I looked up your name and uh, to make sure I got the pronunciation correct and they gave me five different options. So I'm going to take a guess that it is Keshia Atchison. Is that right? Keshia? I also had Keisha, but uh, the way it's spelt, I'm, I'm leaning towards Keshia. So, oh, here you go. You're getting a shout out and I might be, you know, messing up your name. But Keshia, that's what I'm going to go with. Thank you for being a part of the Big Squid family. It is great to have you on board and I hope you enjoy today's podcast and... Look, it's a fun way to get into the Christmas spirit and who knows, maybe Sarah and I will one day write this story. Maybe it'll be this big bestseller and you'll be walking along with your friends going, I remember the podcast that he dedicated to me and boy, did he get my name wrong. But I I swear to God, I looked it up. I looked it up on a few YouTube sites. I'm going with Cashier. Fingers crossed, I, I nailed this. But thank you. Thank you very much. All right, enough stewing over whether I'm getting names correct or incorrect. I'll be back at the end of this podcast to have uh, a little wrap up with you. But for now, let's bring in Sarah Bennett. One of my favorite podcasts for the year was with my next guest and we had such a good time we decided, well, let's do another one towards the end of the year. And we've hit that point. It is romance author Sarah Bennett returning to discuss not only romance novels, but we're getting quite festive and we're going to talk about it from a Christmas perspective. And uh, first of all, I have to ask you, are you uh, naturally a Christmassy person or what are your thoughts on Christmas? Well, hello, and it's lovely to be back. Um, Yeah, I guess I am. I do like Christmas. Um, 
if I if I turned my camera, you'd see my enormous seven foot Christmas tree. I don't know. I'm going to do that anyway. It won't be helpful to people at home, but oh my yeah. lord, that's lovely. <laughs> that's a nice tree. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, well, it's a big room, so it sort of fills yeah. the corner. Yeah, so yeah, uh, um, yeah it's always been um, something that I've I've enjoyed and I've appreciated, and I guess. You know, because uh, I grew up and my dad was in the military, so sometimes he was away and like my husband's been away previously when it's been Christmas and things like that. So when, you know, you can get together and you can kind of celebrate, then, uh, then yeah, it's just something that we've always done and sort of got together as a family. Um, uh, and uh, who doesn't like presents and sparkly things? That's me, really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that, when you put it that way, that makes it uh, incredibly uh, enticing. The um, <laughs> Mum and I were – I won't go into it because people have heard me on this podcast talk about it before, but Mum and I just – uh, we're not necessarily people who celebrate Christmas, but I look forward to Christmas because we literally uh, hang out, eat food and watch movies, and that's all yeah. we do. And that's quite a nice day as well. It doesn't matter how you sort of uh, celebrate it as long as you do something, right? Yeah, I mean, and we're pretty relaxed. My mum's going to come to us for um, for two or three days. Um, she only lives up the road, but uh, we um, she comes and stays in the in kind of in the spare room and uh, – because uh, it's you know it's just a pain sort of trekking backwards and forwards and yeah you know then you can have a glass of wine or two and nobody has to worry about driving or yeah. or walking your home when it's cold and that so uh, so yeah so she's going to come and spend a couple of days with us um, and uh, so yeah and we'll just do the same thing we'll watch some rubbish on the telly and and relax and my husband will go and hide in his study and be like oh my god don't you two ever stop talking <laughs> right. Right. There's a there's all the the beats that you hit for each Christmas, which I love. Yeah. Uh, which also uh, leads us into what we were going to talk about today, which mm-hmm. was uh, we're going to workshop a premise for the perfect Christmas romance story. Now, uh, I know that you have one that is you've got a Christmas novel that's just coming out, or is just come out. Is that right? My most recent book. It came out at the beginning of October. That's a Christmas yeah. book, and that was the last one in my Mermaid's Point series. Um, And I don't know when this is going out, so this might not be right at the time, but I have posted a link in the the Big Squid group because um, the little Christmas novella that I wrote last Christmas um, is currently free on Kindle worldwide. So I thought it would be a good accompaniment for um, to go with this podcast so that if people are interested and they're in the group, that they could just sort of grab it and download it so that they could have a little look and 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 get a feel for it if that was something they were interested in. But uh, there's no obligation. And if you don't like it, then please don't tell me. Uh, <laughs> That's no. my only proviso. You're very welcome to a free novella, but please don't tell me if it's oh, not your right. <laughs> no, I look, I'm sure everyone will be fine. But it is uh, interesting that you say that because sometimes the most critical people that I've ever uh, had at my gigs are people that I've given free tickets to. Yes. <laughs> and you go, wait a minute. Yes. Like, yeah. I, like, you don't have to, you know, blow sunshine up my ass, but you also don't need to extract sunshine from my ass. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was talking um, actually the other day to a friend of mine because uh, I've got a, a book that's currently uh, an audio book that's in the Audible Plus catalogue. Yeah. And, oh, those people that download from Audible Plus, they don't hold back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Sometimes it's uh, yeah. the the lack of investment allows them to uh, 
just really uh, let you know everything they want to Absolutely. share with you. Absolutely. Let so. you know how much they hated it and how rubbish it is. <laughs> no, thank you very much. Thank well, God I, this was free. <laughs> well, it's good that you put it in the uh, the private Facebook page, which anyone can join, but uh, it's a, such a nice community. I think you'll be mm. safe there. Uh, I think uh, you've written uh, five Christmas books in the past. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, it's it's definitely a thing um, in the romance community, um, romance readers. Um, seem to really, really love uh, a festive book, yeah. Um, and I think mainly because it, it's it's about community and it's about family and it's it's about sort of um, drawing people together. So, uh, and they're they're normally because um, when I've written books previously, they've been sort of seasonal series, so it's been over a period of a year, right? So, a sort of uh, you know, the last book in the series, to, you know, to have a Christmas book, it all, it all sort of ties things together, and it's a really nice way to kind of um, bring everybody together and 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 just create a really lovely atmosphere. So uh, it's it's quite a challenge actually because you want to be original, yes. Um, <clears throat> and there's a, but there's only so much you can do with Christmas, you know. Right, so right. You don't want to keep repeating the same beats over and over again. But I think people like that. Um, that familiarity um and it's also um it's quite a sort of closed environment and and you can kind of force the proximity of things so um you can it's it's a good way to kind of bring in some drama because we've all had that you know we've all had a bit of family drama over christmas yes we have (laughs) you know it's all you know the tensions are heightened and yeah you know the booze is flowing and you know, people that you don't necessarily, you've got things unresolved from the past and things like that, then it tends to be that it's a good way to kind of um, force a situation um, and and get a resolution to something. Uh, And I think that people find that relatable because they think, well, yeah, you know, we've all had those moments in our own sort of family lives and and, and at Christmas time and things like that. So uh, so sorry, sorry, go on. No, 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 no. You carry on. Sorry. Oh well, I'm I'm curious. So you know the uh, Christmas time writing uh, romance novels for that uh, that holiday time. Uh, are there other holidays that are big in the romance genre? Like is uh, is Easter something that is like it doesn't feel like it, but uh... not really. No, I think that um, Christmas is the main one. Yeah. Um, I think you know maybe sort of where it's a bit more of a thing over in the States. I think Halloween is quite a thing sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but really, um, it it tends to be, you know, Christmas is 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 the big one, really. It's the one that you, you can sort of market. And, and at this time of year, if you look in, um, certainly in the UK, if you look at the charts and things like that and you look on Amazon, you know, they're packed full of, uh, top 100 is packed full of, of romance books and things yeah, like that. I think right. it's like people want to sort of settle down and be cozy and yeah, be comfortable and have a bit of escapism and and uh, and and read something that that's you know just sort of relaxing. Really, I think that that's uh, we we always tend to get a big boost at this time of the year, and and people have a bit more time, don't they? They have a bit more downtime. Yeah. Um, and so they think, well, yeah, you know, this is the time to 
to catch up on all my reading and things like that. So yeah, uh, right. Yeah. Okay. What about uh, what about New Year's Eve? That feels like it could be a uh, yeah. That would yeah. Be so the I other think one. if you do it, you tend to do a um, you tend to do it over the two week period. Yeah. Um, or you can do it. Um, some of my books have been sort of where it's a a longer period. You do it in the run up to Christmas. So you do right. Uh, so so then the Christmas is is sort of the back end of the story um, because you know you're sort of building up the relationship between you know the, the people that have met and uh, I mean I know some people are amazing and they manage to do like a book in a day you know they manage to do like a you know a whole book is like you know like a 24-hour period and make right. it a really amazing satisfying story I tend to I, I need to I need to build I need to kind oh, of yeah. you know dig in and explore and and and, and kind of uh, find out what's going on with with the characters so um but yeah, I mean, you can do that. The the one I've just that's just been out for me is is two weeks. Um, right. But the couple have met before, so it's bringing them back together. Um, and you've got that sort of um, you, so you've got that two week period. So so actually, yeah, New Year's Eve is is a really nice way to kind of round it all off and and yeah. have a big party or or have a big event of some you know so that you've got loads of lovely kind of glittery things and descriptions and and uh, and and a big sort of party that kind of uh, is a nice way to kind of you know really have a sort of go out with a bang literally with the fireworks and everything else like that so it's yeah you want things that you can describe that you can sort of draw people in um it, it, you know so I think I think that's what sort of attracts people to it as well that they can yeah. picture it if you, you can really go to town and really create something that's beautiful on the page that 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 people can then kind of bring into their imagination and 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 you know feel like that uh, it's something that they're doing and uh, as things as it's got more of a thing you know there's like lots of sort of um big country houses around here they do like um um sort of winter walks and things like that so yeah. uh, that's that's a great way for them you know because normally their revenue would be in the summer and doing events in the summer and um, so a great way for them to bring people in is and Christmas markets are being more of a thing now that's yeah. sort of something that we've exported so they can do a bit of a Christmas market um, and a lovely kind of you know Christmas lights everywhere and walk through the woods and things like that so and those are brilliant settings and things like that so it's great for me as a as a as an author that that we're getting more and more of these different events that you could think oh that's a really nice thing that I could sort of build uh, and bring into the story and and yeah uh, create a sort of a really attractive atmosphere because that's what you're trying to do really so yeah and are there other uh aspects of the christmas novel that uh that you have to bring in that just change it slightly to uh, a normal romantic novel is there are there certain beats that you kind of need to have in there to classify it apart from obviously the date and the and the setting um i think that uh one thing I have learned is that, you know, even when you think you've got it's wall-to-wall Christmas, you can always find something else to cram in there. You can yeah. always stick another tree, another yeah. reindeer in. Um, but I think part of it as well is it's um it's more about generating that feeling of the season that, you know, you want something that's about sort of um you know, not necessarily being religious because that's not for everybody but uh, that sort of sense of community 
um, and welcome and warmth and opening your home to people um, or maybe doing something that's sort of more altruistic, that's supporting the community. Um, because, you know, that's that's what lots of people get involved in at this time of the year. Um, we just had it this evening. We were literally just sitting down for dinner um, and then could hear all the Christmas music. Um, and it's the local... Um, I don't know if you have like the Lions Club. Do you have that kind oh, of? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but they come round with Santa sleigh, and they yeah. do a, you know, they they sort of, and they spend, you know, the whole of December going all the way around all different places. You know, they're out night after night, and and the local um, kind of army cadets were out with the buckets and things like that. So it's about. Yeah kind of doing something for other people and doing something for your community as well. But those are nice sort of, um, you know, it's about giving, isn't it? Because that's yeah. kind of part of the message of Christmas, isn't it? You know, I know we all like to receive things as well, but it's yeah. about being thoughtful and it's about, um, you know, giving people something special or, or you know, taking time out to 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 take care of people yeah, um, and to make sure that, you know, you're, you're a bit more thoughtful about people this time of year, I think maybe. And, yeah. and, that, and that's something that you like to bring into the story that you want to kind of create that sense of, you know, of of, of a warm community and, and generosity in people and, you know, generosity of spirit. So uh, that's probably that's what the, I try and focus on. Yeah, that's probably the moment of uh, uh, like one of the really important parts of growing up, isn't it? Is the, the moment that you go from being possibly a child to a to a grown-up is Christmas becomes about other people and, yeah. and and sometimes that can when you realize that someone in their late 20s it's still all about them you go oh yeah no that explains a lot about you emotionally yeah. throughout the rest of the year <laughs> you haven't learned that you you haven't learned the true message of Christmas yet have yeah, you yeah. yeah not yet not yet but you'll get there um get there at some point uh, one of the uh, podcasts that I love listening to is uh, Matt Bellany in the in the town, which is uh, he talks about Hollywood and uh, behind the scenes stuff. And uh, on one of his recent uh, podcasts, he was talking about the hundreds of holiday movies that come out through Lifetime, Hallmark, uh, Netflix is really cashing in now. Uh, mm -hmm. Have you watched any of these? And if so, uh, which are your favourites? Um, God, yes, I love them. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> it's a big, it's a big so, industry. Yeah. It generates like they generate so many films. Yeah, and, yeah. But I just, I think they're great. I, I'm, I'm just an absolute sucker for them because they're just, they're just easy. Yeah. They're just nice, and yeah. they look good, and they make you feel good. And I mean, I really, I went off Netflix for a while and then I realised it was because I'd watched a few kind of darker things right. and the algorithm had kind of locked into that. So literally that was all it was feeding me. Right. It was just sending me like every recommendation it sent me was yeah. something dark and drama and horrible. And I was just like, God, this is awful. I don't want it. Um was this our so fault? You... Was it, was this Ben and my fault uh, suggesting films? <laughs> was it? Uh, do I, I'm seeing Elwood later today, so I can berate him for uh, ruining your <laughs> yeah, algorithm. Blame, if that's yeah, the case. blame Ben. I'm sure yeah, it was his fault. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know. Sort of... I, I will blame him, and I can tell you here and now, he'd be like, "Oh God, I'm so sorry," and I was like, "No, nah, it's fine. We are." We are no, joking, no, but he'll really take it fine. seriously. He's fine, yeah. he's fine, he's fine. <laughs> no, I just got into watching. There were a few. I mean, and they were really good dramas, but they just everything was dark and everything yeah. was depressing, and and it just and that's what it kept sort of sending me. And then I was just like, 
I don't want this anymore. So I just sat down and and I really had to kind of hunt around and search and and kind of look for things that I'd watched in the past um, and and then keep going for going through the, you know, more like this, more like this, more like this, and then filled up, you know, my, my saved list and then watched a couple of things. And now my Netflix is just joy and sparkle and romance and happy, happy, happy. And I've just, yeah. but you just, it, it's really hard. It's, you know, you can look at it and think, well, I don't know where this stuff is, yeah. but it's, it, it's just, it feeds you what it thinks you want and whatever yeah. you've been watching most recently, it's just going to keep sending you more and more of that. So, uh, so yeah, so I've retrained my algorithm and now it's full of sparkles. So um, yeah, that's uh, part of the reason this I'm... podcast exists is to make yeah. sure that my algorithm is working broadly rather than, as you said, I, yeah. I, I don't need a hall of mirrors. I don't need to see me in every crook and cranny of the of the world. I, I want mm. I want it to expand. I want to be having you know movies suggested that are of completely different genres and and different vibes and and stuff like that so i can imagine you trying to retrain it was actually quite an effort it was i had to kind of really kind of work on it it took me about um an hour to kind of really add stuff on my list before then it started giving me more push recommendations but no i've watched a few things um it's coming up with with loads and loads of things so then you're like well actually no there's masses of romance and there's masses of christmas stuff and there's 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 loads of really fun things on there that uh that is sort of hidden in the background but i had yeah. to kind of dig for it a bit but uh, um yeah it, well it seems to be a thing at the moment for for kind of um 90 stars are in there you know are, are having a, a comeback because uh, oh right um, Lindsay lowen has just yes. done um uh, so there's one on there called falling for christmas which is her yes. um and it's Basically, if you remember Overboard with Goldie yep. Horn and Kurt Russell, yep. yeah, it's basically that story, right? Um, with a hundred percent less gaslighting, which is a bonus because when you sit and think about that now, right, and you think about what he put her through, it's pretty right. grim. Uh, but at the time, we thought it was hilarious, didn't we? Because yeah. times were different then. Yeah. Um, but it's basically um, it, it's in a wintry setting, so. Uh, rather than falling overboard, she has a skiing accident, and that's what causes the amnesia. Um, uh, but I really enjoyed that; that was fun, and and uh, she's kind of really into it. Um, yeah. And 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 it's just, and it reminds you actually that that she's kind of she's a really good actress, and she always was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I, what else have I watched? Um, Single all the way which was great because the um <laughs> great title that, uh, yeah you know yeah. you love a pun don't we yeah <laughs> um and that's that's a real kind of fun family sort of comedy ensemble um uh but the um the the central couple in it are gay which is really right. nice so that's one of the things that I've talked about last time about how romance is much more inclusive uh, and working really hard so that's really nice to see you know exactly the same kind of story yeah um but you've just got two guys as the as the men leads um yeah. and that's that's a perfect kind of small town romance because you know he they both live in the big city uh it's got all the great tropes because he wants he's the guy wants to go back home for Christmas, but his family are kind of always going on at him about being single. 
So he gets his best friend um, to pretend to be his boyfriend. Right. You know, so we've got a lovely fake lovers trope, which is brilliant. We love that kind of thing. Yeah. But then it's kind of like, you know, maybe they do really fancy each other. Yeah. But then, you know, that's all the stakes of are they going to risk their friendship? Um, and it's got a great sort of comic cast. Um, so all the family dynamic is brilliant as well. Uh, yeah. And it's just fun. It's just, again, but it's it's more of a sort of, there's a proper rom-com. Yeah. Rather than maybe more of a hallmarky type romance. Um, if you want a proper kind of hallmark, what I would call a hallmark yeah. romance, which is, you know, comes with extra cheese because I love it. And that, yeah. I would say that as a compliment. <laughs> I'm not saying that as a denigration. Yeah. I'm saying that because I, I yeah. love the cheese. Give me yeah. more cheese. That's what I want. Um so there's one called Christmas Inheritance, um, and uh, that's uh, that's a she's a socialite who um, is going to be inheriting her father's business, but he wants her to understand the value of everything. So he sends her off on a quest back to his hometown, um, and she's only got a hundred dollars, and she's got to get through what's supposed to be one weekend with a hundred dollars, and she's not allowed to use her credit cards, and right. then she gets snowed in. Right. So then it's kind of like so. Then you've got the actually, you know, understanding. So that's a lot about community um, yeah. and how the community comes together, and how she starts to think about other people and not just about herself. So like we were talking about before yeah. about you know Christmas is about me, and actually it's not about me; it's about everybody else. And yeah, uh, so I enjoyed that. That's that's a lot of fun. Um, and then there's Christmas Under Wraps, um, and that's uh, she's a female doctor, and she ends up in a tiny town in Alaska and takes over um, the medical practice there. Uh, and they have they've been without a doctor for a while, so there's all sorts of quirky characters in the community. And that's got because uh, sometimes with a Christmas sort of book or a Christmas film, you can get away with um, that sort of magical element of it. You know, like when we were kids and you know, did you believe in Santa and yeah. all the all the magic and everything? So this has got the, you know, there's an old guy who lives in the in the little town um who happens to run a workshop that makes toys and, you know, he's got a big white beard. Yeah. <laughs> right. And things happen around the workshop and, you know, so is he really, you know, who we think he might be? Or, you know, it's it's funny and it's sort of cheesy, but it's they just they make me feel good. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, mm-hmm. yeah. That's it, and that's what these movies do. And I don't think there's, yes. um, you know, like uh, certain types of movies have to hit certain types of beats, and yeah. uh, this is what these movies are doing. Also, uh, you know, you've written Christmas novels. Is there one of yours that you think would be perfect for a movie? And I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here. <laughs> if you if you can pick one of them, who who would be your perfect leads? Like if you could uh, pick anyone to be the uh, leading man, woman, you know, whoever. Oh, oh no, I don't do mystery casting. I don't. I try not to. Really? Um, well, is that, no, actually, is that that's bad? not true. But then yeah. <laughs> I try not to tell people who I see because everybody, um, although I put description in, mm. I don't kind of layer it in every time you see them because people can, you you, you create yeah. your own image. Well, well, so I'm then not, if I, I say... Yeah, Sorry, but I'm I'm not saying that they have to be. Uh, it's not going to be a direct adaptation. It's going to be an adaptation. So it's going to be 
it's it's not going to contradict the book, but you know you have to make changes once you turn it into a movie. Like yeah. like you know the like I read the Born Jason Bourne books as a kid. Yeah. He's a middle aged man, yeah. you know. Like he's uh, and then you know, but uh, in or, the movies, yeah, Tom Cruise Jack Dana. Reacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's much taller, <laughs> much stockier, yeah. and much, yeah. Well, the much guy, more of a actually, the guy on the Amazon Prime is he's much more. Yeah. What that's Reacher. That is Reacher, you know. So, uh, um, who do I like? Well, uh, the one I've, the one that, um, so happy endings at Mermaid's Point. Yeah. Um, you can tell it's the end of the series. Yeah. <laughs> the end of the series as well. Uh, and that's over a two week period. Um, and, uh, that would, I think that would work as a, as a movie because of, the trope and it's got a fake dating thing on there and he's a kind of he's a small town guy um and it's all back in his hometown and she's uh, she's a famous pop star yeah um who's on the run from a scandal so she's kind of using him as cover um because they she knows him and they've dated before so it's kind of like she's trying to use him as and having a relationship with him as a way of deflecting the press only he's always been madly in love with her. Um, so then it's like, well, you know, he agrees to do it, but then it's like, he's got two weeks. Can he really convince her that, you know, everything that she's looking for is actually it's, it's there and, uh, yeah. and he's the one kind of thing. So I think that's, you know, that's a nice setup for, yeah. uh, you know, I can, you can see how that would work in a film and you've got the sort of, you know, the two worlds colliding and, you know, the, the, the sort of the, the fake, romance that's in there and and uh you know they've also sort of got a bit of a past that you know that they're coming to terms with and stuff like that as well so uh but yeah I think um my leading guy at the moment is probably somebody like but then I think I'm because of my age I probably cast a bit older than characters generally are so um, yeah that's all right it's, so, this is this is your hypothetical movie <laughs> who do I like at the moment Rupert Penry Jones you know oh him? yeah, I do know him. Mm. He is uh, a very handsome uh, and uh, good actor, and I was yeah. uh, I was devastated when he um, when he uh, well, anyway he was in Spooks, and uh, that was yes. where I first uh, came across him. And uh, has a uh, has a very uh, important but uh, brief cameo in the Batman mm. this year. I think I might have oh, been the I only. I still haven't seen that yet so uh you know someone who doesn't want the darkness might uh not be maybe after christmas but um Mm. but i think i uh, adam richard and i I think we were the two who were like oh rupert (laughs) in the Mm. cinema so uh, a very uh a very charming man as well so that's that's a great pick i reckon i mean if he didn't have his if he didn't have his kind of twilight baggage then you know robert pattinson is as I don't. He's got I, older. I don't think he has that anymore. I think. Uh, I think that. I think that's well and truly gone with mm. all the movie choices he's made over the years. But I want. I want. I want Tenet Pattinson. That's the one I yeah, want. That's absolutely. the version of him that I want. I want yeah. that sort of slightly loose and and yeah. that's. I could. I could make him a romance hero tomorrow. Oh man, um, I would be totally up for that. But also, um, what's his name? The, the chap who plays the protagonist. Oh, uh, John David Washington. John David Washington. Yeah. Yeah. See, again, I mean, he's got he's got 
all of the elements of a real kind of romance movie hero. Yeah. Or just a general romance hero because he's got, you know, he's got integrity, you know, he's he's smart and he's one of the best things about that film for me is is his rela- is his kind of non-sexual relationship. Yeah. Um with Elizabeth, Elizabeth, what's her name? I'm hopeless for the names. You know, he's got such integrity. Yeah. Um, and and you know, sort of, it's all about selflessness. There's no, there's nothing in it for him. Yeah. Really. Yeah. To help her, there are so many times that he could have just, you know, a, a different character would have just exploited her completely for what he needed. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's that sort of that real sort of heart to him and and that real sort of sense of deep integrity and and, yeah. and sort of um yeah so that i mean that for me is catnip really <laughs> yeah yeah that's, yeah you know that that's what you want at the end of the day that's what you want is you want a decent decent person yeah and and at, at the heart of the story with whatever drama they've got going on and whatever backstory and whatever difficulties they've got the the root core of all of these characters is that they are you know they are genuine decent people who are just trying to do their best in life yeah um i, I love that I think as well what, yeah it makes people relatable doesn't it and makes yeah. characters relatable but but yeah everybody's a romance Every, everybody i'm looking at when i'm watching them i'm like i'm recasting them in my head and yeah. those are the things that attract me to the character because that that's that's what i'm interested in and I, and for me it's about the personal relationships and it's about uh, um so yeah so any of them i would be happy i could yeah, happily cast any of those cast, cast in your <laughs> film. This is great. So uh, we were going to just have some fun because it's the end of the year. We were going to uh, come up with our our own Christmas idea, our own Christmas yeah. novel and plot. Uh, so be- before we start, what what are the rules that we have to adhere to? What are what are the beats that we have to hit uh, before we can go any further? Um. We have to know, you have to know who the people are. You have to know what motivates them, what their backstory is. Even if it's not all on the page, we have to know who these people are. We have to know um, what drives them, what their motivations are, what their ambitions are, um, and how we're going to help them through the story and through the relationship um, kind of grow and move forward so that as they come out the other end of the story, they're in a better place and that they're, you know, whether it's a, a, a personal resolution or um, uh, it's it's a confidence issue or, or whatever it is, it's not about somebody coming in and rescuing the other person and fixing all their problems. It's about, it's about partnership. My stories are always about partnerships. It's about how, you know, the best of two people come together um, and, and make each other stronger. And it's not about, you know, Oh well, uh, as I said, it's not about someone coming in and swooping in and like the old kind of knight in shining armor. I'm not into that at all. I don't think yeah. anybody, you know, that's that's not really. That's a really old fashioned trope. Um, yeah. It's about um, and it's about sort of personal growth and and uh, as much as it is about um, the relation. It's the, it's about your own that each character's relationship with themselves. Yeah. And coming to terms and coming to peace with who they are because I think that's something that we do normally at the age that I sort of my characters are sort of in their mid to late 20s I have written older ones as well 
but that's where you kind of settle into who you are as a person I think and you kind of you know you go from being influenced by your family and 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 your friends so much and you you sort of start to build your own kind of integrity map if that makes sense and, and yeah. it's about your own personal comfort with with yourself um you know and and how you're going to move forward and how you're going to live your life and, and what those choices are and it's finding somebody that complements those rather than um compromises what yes. you are if right. that, does that make sense yeah yeah absolutely so, uh, i guess someone who compromises is you know the antagonist yeah i mean we we all you know there are things that perhaps we sort of give up but it has to be a give and take thing it's not yeah. a you know i'm giving up everything for love it's yeah. it's not about that it, it's about um you know what finding what's really important to you and and um and where you want to move forward to um setting is the main thing really where are we um what's going on because particularly with christmas um uh, are we in a big city are we in london are we in new york where you know you can do all the you know so or are you in a little small town where you can create your own community or are we like i was talking about before about a big country house you know so you can imagine what that would be like with big roaring open fires and and you know lots of sort of snowy landscapes and big christmas tree and, and much more sort of traditional type things um so that's you know that's what we have to do really is is setting characters um what their motivations are um how we how we get them together in the first place um what their conflict is going to be is it going to be an internal conflict is it an external conflict is it a mix of both um and how we end up with a happy ending so right it's easy so it's, yeah <laughs> let's go let's go so uh before we uh so in Australia, that is a completely Christmas is a completely different time yes. uh, experience, of course. Mm. And um, does that has there ever been an Australian Christmas story that you've read, or would you ever think about like does it does it kind of like is that something that's a little bit too alien to the genre? Because here it would be big blue skies and it's really hot and everyone's there's no roaring fire there's uh, all the fans and the air conditioning on and people are wearing no, shorts. I mean I think that's a perfect I think that that's something perfect to give people um a new experience but you know because it's not something I've done before yeah for sure um you know without coming over and you know or, you know I've got family over there so maybe once if I come over and and do a, an Australian Christmas then it would be something that I could write about, and and, and claim the holiday on do... tax as well, right? Yeah. If you if you and if you came do, over, yeah, well, <laughs> I don't think I can quite get away with that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I could try. I could yeah. try. <laughs> I don't think I get away with it, but um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, some people set sort of holiday stories um on in sort of like holiday resorts and things like that or yeah um you know like caribbean cruises are really popular at christmas oh, time yeah. or caribbean yeah. holidays people want to get away so yeah so you can do an alternate you know a completely different um location so uh because sometimes that's what people want don't they if they're sort of at home and and they're uh you know it's freezing cold sometimes it would be nice to kind of 
picture yourself on you know in Hawaii or yeah. you know or somewhere like that or or in Antigua and that you're you know you're having a cocktail and you know let's go down to the beach and have a barbecue or whatever we're in Australia or something like that so so no there's really there's no limits I mean I would tend to write about what I know and, and what I can imagine and and uh, you know to make it sort of authentic really um yeah so where but, do you, you want to where do you want to set our story then well, I'm always going to go small town because small that town? just is. I love that because it's it's you can build a really nice community there. Um, yeah, and that's what draws people in. So, how small is our town? Oh, kind of. It's bigger in the summer because it gets lots of visitors, but yeah. when it comes to the winter, yeah, it, it kind it of contracts. really closes in on itself, yeah. and you've just got that sort of small community. Um, um, let's so go on the it, coast because I love a walk on the beach. Great. All, I mean, a different walk to you on the beach, but all wrapped up in coats and scarves and, you know, the, the wind blowing and a bright yeah. blue sky and things like that. That's, that's a lovely kind of, that's a nice scene that you can do. It's all about, you know, what scenes can you create? What, you know, what can we draw and, uh, you know how can we sort of draw people into the story and and different locations and and move people around in the in in the location so that they get to know it so yeah so. okay i like that i like uh, the idea of a small town maybe uh, maybe it's been busy as well so there's a bit of exhaling oh everyone's yeah. kind of left and now we can just yeah, ah, it's the end of the season and it's now everybody's gone so it's a bit you know it's a holiday resort or whatever in the summer and now you get your town back. You get your, you know, you get your kind of community back. All the, you know, all the hordes have gone, and and yeah. you know, it's it's yeah. I like that. That's great. Um, okay, so uh, who who's going to be our lead? Is it going to be a, a man or a woman? Well, I always do dual point of view, so it's both. Ah, so we'll do both. Great, but all it right. depends who. But you have to decide whether they both live there so they're already familiar with each other and they're already part of the community or if one of them needs to be based there i think to to kind of draw the friends and family from um so who who do you think you have to have a reason for the other person to come in okay so what about uh so shall we uh what's more interesting do you think to have uh the the female lead be from the town or the male lead um well i think that um you can do it either way but i think sometimes it's more interesting that you would kind of flip the trope yeah um so that the female lead um is you know the person who's sort of dashing in and dashing out and and the male is the one who's got he's got all the family he's got all the community yeah um so it could be that um, the the female lead is, you know, is a busy executive or something like that. They're a high powered yep. lawyer or, or whatever, um, but they've got a short space of time, um, and they're doing an obligatory visit to an old maiden aunt or something like that. That uh, you know, so they don't really want to come. They've got things that they want to do. They've got sort of friends and parties and yeah. stuff that they want to do, but a family obligation means that they've they've come back to 
the village and so maybe they've got a connection to it that is somewhere that they used to come when they were a kid and and sort of came and did like summer holidays and things like that yeah great So there's some familiarity with it but what about i, I like the idea of visiting uh aunt and uncle who are getting mm. on in age and how about she is uh so we're not calling her she what what, what name do we want to give her oh i'm hopeless with names Okay, uh, let's call her. Let's call her Caitlin. Is that okay? That works. Yeah. Okay, so Caitlin is uh, what say mid thirties, and maybe she runs a maybe she runs a chain of bookstores. So she's in our interest, but it's we don't really like that it's a chain. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So she's kind of, um, yeah. So she's a big manager. Yeah. So she's got a corporate role or, or something like that. Or, yeah. Yeah, like that. yeah. So, so it's books. So, you know, we like, uh, but it's a chain of yeah. bookstores that's squeezing out the bookstores that we really love. Yeah. It's like the Costa coffee of bookshops. Yes. yes. Starbucks. Yeah. Starbucks. Starbucks. Let's call it Starbucks. This is great. <laughs> Just uh, that's enough that we won't get um, sued, will it? We'll right? get mildly sued. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll <laughs> we'll make it pepper. No, what is it? Uh, we'll make it purple. We'll make it purple and white rather than green or white, just to yeah. just to make sure. Um, so she's like mid thirties. All right. So our lead male. Should we just give him like a a solid male name like Tom? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I like a Tom. Yeah. Tom, Tom's good. Uh, Same age, mid-30s? Maybe just a little older. A little older, yep. So late 30s. Yeah. And uh, he lives in the... Uh, town uh, 12 months town? a year yeah yeah uh, what would uh what would his job be for the, which would be perfect for this does he run the local bookstore he does or her aunt and uncle mm-hmm. run the local bookshop and that's how come that's where oh, she's great. got the love for it but they're looking yes. to retire and maybe she's looking to Maybe he's got a business idea that he wants and he's looking to take over the space and she's thinking, no, she can come in and stick a little corporate branch in there because she has... Oh, no. 
Not Starbucks in the little town. Yeah, god damn it. Come on, Caitlin. What are you doing? Don't you realise what we're going to lose from it? Yeah, so, you know, maybe he's got like a cafe or something like that and Starbucks come in and they also have like, um, they've always got a coffee shop within there, but, you know, it's sort of like a book and coffee shop. So she's going to be undermining his business as well. So you've got that kind of, that sort of sleepless in Seattle kind of. Yeah. Kind of, what am I trying to think of? Yeah, so that's the tension between them, that that's the pressure that, you know, he's going to drive her out of business and. Yeah. Man, already we've got yeah. we've got some issues because I'm guessing that um, I'm guessing they first meet and there's got to be something uh, like a like a moment of attraction, and then very early on they realise what the other one wants, and so immediately that attraction seems to be pushed to one side, right? Mm. Yeah, right. definitely. So. Uh... So, yeah, so there could be like, you know, um, a bit of a party in the local pub. There's a bit of a yep. or a Christmas quiz or something like that. So that's the first time that they meet. And Yeah, Christmas and, quiz. And, Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's fun, isn't it? And you can already, you know, create an atmosphere that people will enjoy. It brings the community together. Yep. It brings us a chance to introduce a few of the other characters in the community yep. um, and set a nice atmosphere. Um so and there's a bit of rivalry and a bit of flirting. You can do that. They're on tables next to each other. Yeah. And either they cheat a little bit and help each other out, or they get a bit competitive and you know, and and they're sort of bantering with each other and you know something like that. They they've sort of swapped the quiz questions afterwards. So they so yeah. So you've got an interaction between them. I love it. And neither of them understand, you know, who the other person is. Maybe uh, maybe they kind of bond over some minutia of yeah. uh, of of a question where they're kind of one upping each other. Well, well they know the answer and they dispute it. They've both put the same answer down, and oh. the quiz master has got you know because sometimes you get those questions that are, yes that actually no that's not the right answer but everybody thinks it's the right answer and there's yeah. a big dispute and and so they sort of bond over that. That's Yes, and the, also we get a little bit of comedy in there as well because we yeah. can set the we can set the quizmaster up to be um, someone who takes their job very seriously every year, and they are they they're, yeah. they're never called out, and it's so their way, yeah, it's absolutely their rules. It's a hundred percent, and everybody knows the rules, but she doesn't know the rules because she's new to you know she's a visitor from the outside. So yeah, you and know, so when he, she challenges him, then it's a big like. <gasps> You know, a big oh, yeah. sort of gasp moment, and everybody's yeah. shocked. And Great. you know, yeah. And to- and Tom finds it thrilling, like yeah. he's like, "Oh, who is this?" You know, and so there's uh, that kind of immediate kind of sparkle. Maybe maybe he supports it because he's always towed the party line, and then maybe maybe there's always been questions wrong, and no one's yes, and it's kind of the yeah, unspoken wall. Mad, and he's yeah. finally he's finally gonna be yeah. Like- God damn this quiz master. Anyway, I've I got to be honest, I'm loving this quiz master. They're already turning out to be hilarious to me. Yeah. But that's yeah. that's the great thing is you need these little side characters. You need yeah. these you need these personalities that um that really kind of flesh out your community. Yes. And um, I'm I'm guessing like the quiz master is um you know, like they they do one quiz a year. They've got the title of quiz master, but then 
throughout the year they've you know they've got another job but uh, they're still referred to the quiz master because they but spend somebody the whole that year takes on them, it. yeah somebody that takes themselves a little bit too seriously and yeah you know sort of rests a little on their dignity and, yeah. and things like that so yeah so they're the local head of the school governors or something oh, like that yeah. he's got a little or yeah. he's a local councillor or something he's got he's got a community position yeah and he likes the little bit, the tiny bit of power that comes with it, just a little bit too much. Just a little yeah. bit too much. God just damn. A little bit too this, much. <laughs> uh, I love everything about this quiz master, especially the bit where I'm finding him already annoying. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you, you can just picture those kinds of people, can't yeah, you? Exactly. Everyone has them. So, well, exactly. So, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's about making characters relatable and and giving yourself these light moments and these comic moments but everybody will know when they meet this character on the page they'll yeah. be like yeah i know oh, I, yeah. oh this is you know they know someone like that they've met someone like that it's a, yeah even if we've slightly exaggerated the situation yeah it's still a believable person it's still you know it's it's still something that um that that people recognize that situation and can relate to it so yeah right so uh caitlin has come home uh to see her auntie and uncle who are getting out of the bookstore business they're ready to just you know be retired in the village and just you know hang out and she's coming back with a proposal for starbucks <laughs> <laughs> so you love that, don't you? I love yeah. it. It's great. It's so tasty. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Tom, who runs the uh, local cafe and, uh, you know, does a lot of stuff in the community. Yeah. Uh, but is also, you know, we, we've already set in this quiz, is a little bit exasperated with aspects of it, but is now seeing that she's uh, going to bring in this Starbucks. And so this is... A, it's going to gentrify the, the the community in 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 a small way, and he's uh, he's worried that this will lead to you know you bring in a Starbucks and then suddenly you've got a McDougal's uh, coming in, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So and she just can't really see the issue with this no. because this would be good because. You know, she runs these things. She knows how. Well, they work. and if she can make this work, then you know there'll be resorts like, up and down the country where right. you know it's a new, it's a new expansion, it's a new, it's a new proposal that she can. Maybe she's under pressure. Yeah. In her job to you know to deliver something new and and to come up with a yeah. new proposal and, and a new expansion for that business and you know she's like if she can get this to work then it's it's something that she can see expanding. Yeah. She's her boss in. Uh, we'll just get a couple of conversations with her boss on Zoom, and her boss is called uh, Hugh Grant, and it's played by Colin Firth. But he's playing a character <laughs> called Hugh Grant. <laughs> so we'll flip it. Ah, <laughs> uh, I've got to be honest. I'm loving all of this. But then we understand her. We understand that she's not just about, it's about her job. It's about her future. Yes. It's about her career. She's got, that's her stake. It's not just, she's not yeah. just a corporate beast. Yeah. This is about her being able to prove herself, yeah. you know, in in the corporate world and, and her job's on the line. You know, yeah. she's got to deliver. If her department on are struggling and, you know, that they're looking to make cuts and they're looking to make redundancies, then, you know, that's immediately... We've got a, even if we don't agree with what she's trying to do, 
Yeah. We've got a sympathetic connection to her because we understand, yeah. you know, she's not she's not being she's not just greedy and it's not all about the money. It's about, you know, it's yeah. about her job and it's about you know, and if she hasn't got a job, then, you know, maybe she's been helping her aunt and uncle out financially and, and actually, you know, she's been propping them up for, for a while and things like that. Yes. So she understands that, you know, she's got an obligation to them. And and so it's not just about her. It's about her being able to yeah. help them and make sure that they've got a comfortable life and things like that as well. So Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, Caitlin, this is, this is so you tough. You know, you're feeling for Caitlin now, aren't I you? I am. See? I feel a lot of affection for Caitlin and, uh, you know, she has been propping up that bookstore and she hasn't asked, like, nobody knows. She's been doing it on the sly and she really believes that she's helping out and, you know, and she is in a situation where the Hugh Grant, who looks like Colin Firth, is being a real pain in the ass about this yep. so um all right i love all of this so far um w- w- how many supporting characters do you need for something like this is this something where you would like uh like a small supporting cast or would you prefer a broader so we're meeting lots of uh different characters throughout i think that uh, when you've got sort of public places so you've got sort of like um so you've got the pub, so we'll have met a few people in the pub. Yeah. Um, and they don't have to be – you don't have to have, you know, 20 or 30 named characters, but you, no. you need to kind of flesh them out a little bit. Um, so um, maybe there's maybe there's a book club that meets in the bookshop. Oh, great. Yeah, so or we've got maybe the pub. There's a book, or maybe there's a book club, but they use Tom's Cafe. Yeah. And they meet in there, but the, you know, so so there's a connection there. So you've got a little group of people, and you can put lots of different characters into a book club. Yeah, um, you know, so uh, uh, yeah. And I like, uh, I always like a busybody. Oh yes, I always like, yes. I always like a busybody because they're brilliant because they know everybody's business. They're a really great way that you can kind of drive the plot forward because they're the one they'll they'll come in with a bit of key information. Yeah. Um, so the busybody will maybe know well, you know, she'll come into Tom's cafe and be like, Well, you do know that Caitlin, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. This is what she does. And yeah. And then he's kind of like, Oh, so he then knows who she is, but she hasn't necessarily given him forth that information. So uh, then you've got that sort of bit of uh, Lots of assumptions as well. Absolutely. Right? And why yeah. hasn't she told him? And, you know, so then he's immediately suspicious of her, but she doesn't, you know, she's just trying to get away from, you know, being that person in the office. She just wants to be, you know, whatever their names are. Yep, Caitlin. Bill and Betty's niece. Oh, or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. She's yeah. just there, you know, she just wants to be part, she just wants to kind of, be part of the family and be part of a community and, and reminisce a bit about because she remembers what it was like when she was there as a kid. Yep. And she wants to recapture a bit of that magic maybe, you know, yep. and, and, and a bit of escapism for her that this is, you know, Bill and Betty are getting on and this yep. is going to be one of the, you know, she's suddenly realising, you know, their mortality. So she wants yep. to make it a really special Christmas for them and a special Christmas for her and make some memories. and Yeah. Thinks that she's sort of sneaking around on the sly, and you know yeah. why isn't she telling people what she's doing? And you know, so lots of mis- you know assumptions and and 
and secrets and 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 things yeah. like that and so can we, things that can bring in some tension so yeah so you know our our busy bozzy uh, i'm i'm guessing you uh, at some point watch neighbors in the uk yeah so can can we can we call her Ms. Mangles? Can we do a a neighbour shout out to uh, we can, Mrs. Absolutely. Mangles? But we'll make we her a Ms. We've updated Ms. her, Ms. Ms. Yeah. Mangles. Um, and she runs, so she runs the book club because uh, she's an organizer and she gets oh, people mate. together. And right, she definitely runs the book club. Maybe Mr. Mangles is the quizmaster. <laughs> Maybe he is. <laughs> Colonel Mangles, retired. Colonel, yes, Colonel Mangles. Oh my God, what a what a stroke of genius, Colonel Mangles and his wife Ms. Mangles <laughs> is so funny. Um, this is great. So, so what does what does Caitlin learn about Tom from Ms. Mangles that you know? Because if he's learning that she runs. Starbucks and is looking to expand and that puts him on the back foot there's got to be something about him that she uh, that Caitlin learns that through Ms. the sphere or prism of Ms. Mangles puts her on the back foot um maybe he's a single parent great so then there's extra stakes with that because it's not just him and it's not his business it's about oh, his dear. family he's got a yeah. family to support and yeah a daughter. Yeah. yeah. Great. Great. Um, so it maybe in some ways the daughter can kind of uh, remind Caitlin of her time there as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So she can see that same echo, and then she's also looking at her and thinking, "Well, um, you know, what's her future in a small town like that?" You know, mm. where are the jobs? Where where's what's she gonna do? You yeah. know is she gonna be like Caitlin and have to move away so that she can achieve her dreams? And maybe that's oh, something no. that Caitlin's looking at as well, that you know, how can she secure the future for people? Oh no. Um, and can she look at sort of doing um training and apprenticeships and things like that through her sort of through her Starbucks shop and Yeah. Because if you look at somewhere like, um, although I know lots of people sort of mock like McDonald's, they actually have an amazing kind of management training program. Yes, yes. You know, those places, uh, you know, uh, I understand the broad strokes of negativity towards them, but often uh, for uh, people who don't have opportunities, like funnily enough, uh, the basketballer Magic Johnson bought a stake in Starbucks and opened it up in a lot of uh, lower economic uh, suburbs, which gave uh, people from those areas an opportunity to learn business skills and yeah. to have jobs. So it's those things are mm. tricky and we want that trickiness to be reflected in our story. Yeah. So, yeah, so maybe that's that's her other angle as well, that, you know, she can do both things that she can actually, so she doesn't see it as a corporate takeover. She yeah. sees it as investment in, yeah. the, in the town and, and bringing something in and bringing more jobs in and more opportunities. And she's already seeing that she could use that, you know, yeah. she could use that branch as as a as a pipeline for, you know, apprenticeships and training and, and you know, teaching kids about bookkeeping and, and, and yeah. that kind of, you know, 
it, we can sort of think about that a bit more, but you can sort of expand on that. So, so there is, um, you know, she's thinking about the community. It's not, you know, so he's like, you know, Ugh, corporate hideous. Yeah. You know, all the assumptions that you make about it. Uh, but actually bigger picture is, you know, more community investment, more development. Is there also something that she could then persuade um, some sort of partnership and sponsorship um, if yeah. there's if there's the need of something else in the community um, that they can do sort of pairing up with something with the local school um, um you know maybe Starbucks do a thing where you know they provide free textbooks for students at schools and things like that we we can yeah. make them we can make them a nice corporate giant we can do yeah. what we want because it's a, you know we can we can create an idealized world and that's what we're looking to do is is it doesn't all have to be about um you know it doesn't all have to be about the profit and the bottom line so uh, well the, well that makes it a more interesting uh story doesn't it because hmm. this is a, a corporate bookstore that is altruistic in many of its uh goals and is aware, uh, but uh, Tom's issue is that it is, you know, you're just taking, eating away at what makes the town the town. And yeah. soon it'll be like many pubs all over the country where you go in and it's like the tables are there, that's the same furniture, that's the same flat screen TV, it's that's the, the same, same special, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the same covers band singing the mm-hmm. same songs and uh, that's what he's afraid of um i've i've given the daughter the name annie I, just, I don't know why while you were talking i just wrote down annie is that okay that's fine that works for me and uh maybe annie is a is about 11 years old and she wants to grow up to be a writer and that's what he's encouraging but caitlin who's out so there she's hanging around in the bookshop all the time because she all loves the time. reading and so she's in there yeah so maybe that's the first time that so maybe the first time caitlin and annie meet oh yes they, she, she doesn't, doesn't know, know. Who she is. yeah Fantastic. she doesn't know that that's that she's tom's daughter and oh. they've already because she was a bookworm when she was a kid so yes they've already formed a little bond themselves and yeah and and caitlin because she lives in uh you know the big city is a little bit more practical so she's introducing you know practical ideas and things that uh annie would have to learn and that and tom's not on board with this he just wants no her, then she goes home and she's all like blah 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 well this yeah. and that and the other and caitlin this and caitlin that and caitlin yeah. the other and, and tom's like hang on a minute yeah, yeah. what's you know it's just the two of us you know, and yeah, it's, and they've been confronting. a team for a long time, and yeah. yeah, and then he's also coming to come to terms with the fact that you know she's going to grow up and she's going to want her own life and she's going to move away. Oh no, and, Tom! You know, it's Tom. a lot. <laughs> oh, Tom! <laughs> <laughs> this is, We're going to have is, to write this book, you know. <laughs> oh man, this is great. I'm loving this. I'm absolutely loving this. Um, so. So what's the uh what what's the main thing stopping them from being together? Uh you know, because there's there's that obvious attraction at the quiz show. Then there's, you know, a little bit around town, but now, you know, Annie's learning this corporate talk, then he's suddenly discovering that they she wants to bring in Starbucks and uh, you know, he's against that. We've got Ms. Mangles and the Colonel. <laughs> 
<laughs> causing all sorts already. of trouble. Like, yeah, oh maybe. Like, is this? Look, you tell me if this is too much. But do Ms. Mangles and the and the Colonel from eleven to one do a local community radio show? That's just essentially them gossiping. I could get on board with that. I could yes. absolutely get on board with that. That's brilliant. Ms. Mangles and the Colonel, eleven to one. <laughs> Monday to Friday, and it's just Ms. Mangles talking and the Colonel coming in and going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just backing things up. Nah, you're right. And he's got a trivia fact of the day. That's his, that's his, that's his <laughs> moment his... that he shines. Yes. He gets, like, he gets like a minute to talk about his trivia fact of the day. That's it. Maybe that could be, you know, so we'll have um, – We'll have turning points. Like we'll have, we'll, we'll we'll dip into the radio show every now and again, and uh, I don't. I, oh, hang on a sec. Okay, oh, well, well see, look, you could have that. You could have that as the opening chapter. Oh, great! That's where every we open bit, the opening of every chapter. Yes, in italics. It's a bit of. It's a little bit of. <laughs> the Mangles show. The Mangles morning show. The Mangles morning show with. With Ms. Mangles and the Colonel. (laughs) 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 Oh, far out. This is so entertaining. Um, So the Mangles Morning Show starts off every chapter. And uh, so so I have an idea, but I'm getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. So uh, what's what's the main problem? Uh, So the main problem is... Uh, we only need the one kind of main problem, don't we? Which is the she wants to bring star books. Uh, Caitlin wants to bring yeah. star books in. Tom doesn't want that. Um, but you've also got the tension as well that you know she's never seen herself as somebody that's had that wants to have children. She's made her choices. Um, yeah, she's happy with her sort of her dating life and things like that. And and. Yeah. You know, so that's another thing as well, that it's not just Tom, it's Tom and Annie. They come as a package, though. Yeah. Is that something that she's got room in her life for? Is it something she's willing to make room in her life for? Yeah. Um, and it puts the stakes up for both of them. Yeah. Because it's not like you can just have a fling and forget about it. and Or if it doesn't, you know, you're both grown ups and if it doesn't work out, you can sort of, you know, walk away. You've suddenly yeah. got the stakes are suddenly that much higher because you've got you know, a little girl who she's already got some, she's already formed an attachment for Caitlin. And then if, you know, there's all that extra. Yeah. And Tom has not been, like Tom obviously hasn't been dating because, you know, something, uh, the wife is no longer there. He doesn't really talk about it. Maybe it's the one thing the town doesn't gossip about. Even Miss Mangles draws a line. So Miss Mangles, yes. So that way... um, you know, because we don't want Ms. Mangles to be awful, but she is no. that. But that's that's her line. That's the one thing she won't talk about, which Caitlin is completely bamboozled by because she's heard everything about everyone. <laughs> yeah, and then she draws the line. Yeah. Um. So, do we find out, or do we need? We don't need to find out what happened to the mum. We can just hint at it. I think you know. It depends. We can think about it and I won't, for me personally, while I'm writing it, I wouldn't know until I'm well into it. Yeah, And then right. it would, as I'm more into it and, I, and I'm and i really into the heart of the characters, then it would come to me, you know, there would be, yeah, you know, whether there was a 
whether she was awful and she ran away or, or yeah. whether she was ill or whether she had an accident or yeah. or whatever it is, you know, but that's, yeah, we, I, I'm, I don't know that I can't, that's not something that I would, I can quite, there's something, yeah. but until I've written in my way into it, then, yes. then we, we, I, we know I don't there's... have everything on the page before I start yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. We know there's something there, Yes, but, and we, eventually we would get to that. Um, yeah. So, um, so where, uh, so we want them to end up together. We do. What, what, what are we building towards? Like, is there an event? Is there a, a town voting? Is there, is there three? Is there three quiz nights over the course of December? And each we 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 have the first quiz night, which is where they meet, and there's an attraction. The second quiz night where there is a, a falling out and everything's cold and frosty. And then the third quiz night is... A New Year's Eve one. A New Year's Eve one, where they kind of realise how they feel about each other. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's good. Um, and then that gives us like yeah, a, so you have a, a big Year's event Eve. with everyone there. Yeah, you have a New Year's Eve quiz and then yeah. it's a big party. Yeah, and then he asks her to come outside for a minute and then they go for a walk on the beach and it's just the two of them. Yeah. And it starts to snow. Oh, nice. And you've got all the noise in the background and all the yeah. Christmas songs and everything coming out of the door of the pub and it's just the two of them in their little isolation and that's yeah. when they have their heart-to-heart. Yeah. So, uh, so I had an idea. This See, is I always the idea. Have the ending. See, I always have yes. the ending. <laughs> no, no. Gonna... <laughs> Don't know how we're going to get there quite yet because no. what we want. So we want to. We want to find uh, maybe. The, maybe because this is our story and this is the the nicest corporate. <laughs> entity that ever existed maybe I don't know how we get there just yet but maybe the resolution is Starbucks is going to invest in the bookstore but keep it branded as uh Betty and Bills yes so then you know good money props it up they can you know Little Annie can learn skills that will help her uh, when she gets older to, you know, be able to look after herself and look out for things and not get ripped off. Um, yeah, so the deal is that they'll just keep it as the bookshop, but they'll also do some other stuff and maybe they'll bring in like some like an adult training program and a retraining yes. program. So yeah. they'll sort of so she'll sort of bring the business in, but they'll do it with a slight twist. So it's kind yeah. of uh, and then that is something that you could expand into other rural communities and other sort of, you know, it's 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 going to be a community yeah. hub, but it's 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 not the cafe bit because then that doesn't threaten Tom's business. He's still got his business that runs, but it's you you yeah. So you can kind of do something like that. So so they so they come up with this plan, and then we can have a little uh, Zoom meeting where uh, they pitch it to Hugh Grant, who's played by Colin Firth, and. Yeah. And there's a moment where they don't. They think maybe the the link has glitched because they're getting no response. And then they see him sigh and they go, "Oh no, they, he hates the idea." And then we have a nice moment where he says, "You know and what? Then we get, I and then love we it." Get, and then we get his sad backstory about how you know he grew oh, yes. up in a similar environment, and yes. you know he'd wished he had something like that, and 
yada, 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 and yeah. Yeah, fantastic. All right, that's great. And then we find out that everybody's, you know, so, everybody's all the same inside. So, 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 so the, 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 the big idea that I was very excited about is, in a way, Ms. Mangles and the Colonel are set up as our, you know, as our nominal, like, uh, not not bad guys, but, you know, they're just kind of annoying and they're always, you know, she's gossiping and he's getting quiz facts slightly wrong, but is is not to be questioned because he's the colonel. And uh, may, uh, so I, and, but he barely ever talks. He only ever talks about quiz stuff. And then maybe uh, the thing that brings them together is the colonel finally speaks and not about quizzes, but why he loves Ms. Mangles. And we So how about how about this? The Colonel and Ms. Mangles yeah. are Tom's in-laws. Oh great. Great. And the quizzing and the you know, she's busy in everybody else's business because it's her way of kind of deflecting and and him and his quizzing and his uh, slightly obsessional behaviour with that is again his way of kind of you know locking himself away and locking his feelings away and, and things like that. So so you've got that emotional tension as well. That you yeah. know one of the reasons that Tom puts up with them yeah is because you know of that connection and and yeah. he knows. He knows why they are the way they are, and the people in the community also. Yeah. You know, so Caitlin's exasperated with them, and is like, you know, why do people put up with this? It's because, and everybody in the community understands that yeah. this is a coping mechanism for the two of them. So it, it gives them, you know, they've got more, yeah, leeway with 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 people and and things like that. So yeah, so everyone learns lessons, and it's all beautiful, yeah. and it's heaps of fun. And I desperately want to hear this radio show. <laughs> um, all right, and so what? And uh, we we need a title. What do we? Um, is it when you wish upon a Starbucks? Is it um, <laughs> quizzing all the way? Is it? Uh, well, quite like that. Because um... <laughs> we've got our quiz. Mm. Festival well, of Trivia. I'm rubbish at titles. It takes me ages to do titles. Oh, man. So. It's hard. But no, I think working title, quizzing all the way. Quizzing all the way. Mate, I've got to be honest. This well, is when just... you quiz upon a star. When you quiz upon a star books. When you quiz when upon you quiz a star. <laughs> no, we don't need star books in it. When you quiz upon a star is, yeah, that's our working title. <laughs> And uh, we will be setting up a Kickstarter for anyone who wants us to go write this. Uh, start putting money in, and we will be good to go. I love this. I think this is. Um, I think this is fantastic. And what a fun, like it's it's so much fun, isn't it? Just See, this is our fe- this is our podcast feature for next year. <laughs> yes, it's, you're the Colonel, and I'm Miss Mangles, and we uh, do yeah. a little radio. <laughs> and I get I get I get quiz questions just slightly wrong, just slightly <laughs> wrong. And no one's allowed to tell me that I'm wrong because I'm the quiz master and I'm the colonel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, this is great. This has been so much fun. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think we, um, after our first chat, we, we threw this up as an idea. And I've been looking forward to this. And then uh, for, for everyone listening, I was like, when are you around? And there was just like this little window. And I was like, we are going to make this happen. And I, th- this is everything I wanted it to be. This is so fantastic. And what a great way to uh, finish the year. Uh, talking about this, so thank you very much, and I love the insight as well. I love uh, I love going into this world and uh, learning more about it, and the, and the tropes, and uh, yeah, and how we put it together, to and yeah. what we're looking for for tension, and and yeah, I, it's yeah. been great. I, uh, I'll tell you, <laughs> I'm just about to start my next book, so when I'm stuck, I'm going to be. Oh yeah, feel free to dip into any we'll of this. Brainstorm some more. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Like I'm, ge- I genuinely love it. A friend of mine is uh, having to record, uh, uh, film some uh, film clips, and I was like, "Oh, if you need any help," and she was like, "What, uh, what type of help?" I said, "Just like if you want to play me the song, and we'll just throw some ideas around." It's my favorite part of uh, the the creative process. So, mm. hey, um, so you have a Christmas book out at the moment. Uh, what yes. was the title of that again? That's called Happy Endings at Mermaid's Point. Yes, and that's the final in this series. Is that right? Yeah, but it can yep. be read. All my books, you should be able to pick them up and enjoy them as a standalone. Yeah, great. Um, and that is currently, um, if anybody's got Prime, it's on Amazon Prime. So yep. uh, you can grab it that way if you want to give it a go. Um, and uh, as I say, there's a, I've... Uh, um, I've already dropped the link in the Facebook group for yeah um, for for people about the one, but I, again, I don't know how long that's going to be on for free. So um, if it's not, then I'm sorry, but it's only a novella, so it's only ever going to be like ninety nine cents or ninety nine p or whatever. Yeah. So it's it's not going to break the bank, if, or, and it'll be in, it's in Kindle Unlimited if anybody's got that as well. So yeah, great, uh, and uh, people can join. The, the big fa- uh, the big fish uh, community page on Facebook uh, just anyone who's coming to join just answer the questions because you you don't have to put too much thought to them but that's how I know you're real they be <laughs> people who don't answer the questions you're there going are you a bot that was me and I was like I haven't what <laughs> hang on a minute uh, I haven't done season one I don't know what you're talking about yeah, I, no, I think no. my responses to that when I was in there was like I have Perfect. no idea what this is about. <laughs> no, no, no. That was great. That was, but that—that's a human response. Uh, you know, it's the uh, it's the bots that I'm trying to catch out. Uh, yeah. where, where can people find you on the socials, and uh, uh, and therefore they'll be able to find your work as well. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm Sarah yeah. Bennett author. Yeah. I'm on Twitter. I'm Sarah Lou underscore right. I'm on Instagram, yeah. um, Sarah underscore Bennett author. That's normally, you know, I'm on there with, uh, have you seen my post today? <laughs> no, no, not today. Oh, my God. Oh, don't. <laughs> you have to go and have a look. We picked up this ridiculous um, little snowman decoration while we were away on our trip. Great. Um, who just happened to have exactly the same bobble hat that I've got. So I've done oh. a, the difference. I would. I will go and check it out. That sounds great. <laughs> Look at that. Um, so yeah, and I'll be around in the Facebook group um, as well. If anybody's got any questions, if anybody wants to come in and have a chat, um, wants romance recommendations, wants to talk Christmas movies with me, yeah. anything you like, then then I'll be in there and and I'll be happy to chat about anything anybody likes. 
Oh yeah, it's such a such a fun page, and you know because things have been crazy busy, I try to keep an eye on things, and then when I get in, there's so much stuff, and it's all fantastic. So I, I, I love I'm our so behind, Facebook and I page. have been I've been a bit neglectful in there for a while, but uh, I just was really busy writing my new book. Yeah. But, uh, it's I've got loads of uh, my, my Christmas downtime is catching up on the pod and, and then I'll yeah. be going back through and catching up on all the discussions I've missed. So I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah. Sarah, thank you so much for joining uh, me today. Thanks for breaking down a story with me. And, you know, I guess there's only one way to finish this uh, podcast, but Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you to Sarah for being my final guest for season six. Remember to check out her novels online. And if you're in the Big Squid secret Facebook community, you'll be able to find the links there. Uh, Maybe that novella is still free, but uh, depending on when this comes out, I'm recording this the week before uh, the 20th of December. So... Uh, maybe it won't be, but even if it's not, as Sarah said, it's only 99p, which would barely buy the froth on a coffee, so you can get a whole novella. Thank you also to Cashier for being our Patreon supporter of the episode. Uh, There will be some bonus podcasts go up earlier in the new year on Patreon, so if you feel like you're missing us, you can find a tier that suits you and you can access those podcasts. Uh, you can. There's also previous podcasts there as well, so uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can check out. And this brings me to the end of work for 2022. When, oh my God, what a year it's been. So I did some number crunching, And in the past year, I have helped produce 210 episodes of Australian television, 109 Big Squid podcasts, uh, that includes the Patreon-only episodes, where I think there's like about 18 or something like that there. I've written and performed a brand new stand-up comedy show, appeared on stage with The Dollop and Hard Quiz for their tours. I've written 20 dispatches from the Fury Road blogs, I've written three beautiful tales for the Disenchanted short stories. And there's a bunch of other projects that I'm not ready to announce. That's not including being a guest on other podcasts, live gigs, and the work I've done with other comedians on their live stand-up shows. And uh, as of this writing, although some of these numbers will go up before the very end of the year, as I said, I'm recording this uh, on the 15th of December, But uh, I had a little check and I've watched, as of today, 100 movies, 33 TV shows and two others I didn't bother finishing. I was so bored with them. Can you guess which ones they are? Let me know. I've read 18 books and graphic novels and countless scripts. And of course, that doesn't include articles, news reports and the many podcasts that I've listened to. And along with that, I've also had some major challenges. Like I think we're all in that boat and we've all had kind of different challenges i've had friends in terrible situations where they have needed support in the span of 11 weeks i had covid then the flu and then covid again i've lent my ear to people who needed it i've given a shoulder to let friends rest on and i've done my best to give good advice and comfort people who needed it at that time. This year has been a challenge and I know there are people out there who are in genuine pain 
So if I could help alleviate that in any way, then I was willing to do whatever I could, whether it was one-on-one discussions or if this podcast gave you some company at tough times. Uh, I also turned 50. That's crazy. And produced a long weekend in Adelaide with the live Big Squid Show and a small party with dear friends. And that was an absolute hoot. And it reminded me after spending the past two birthdays alone, it is indeed much better to celebrate with those who love you. So it's been a big year. And as I said, at times challenging, but for me, it has also been incredibly rewarding. I have some space now to relax, recharge, Uh, see some family and gear up for 2023 and I have some goals that I want to hit next year and I also have some space to hopefully make that happen. Nothing is guaranteed in show business so you must take your opportunities when they present themselves and so I plan to hit the new year running and this break is going to be important to help set me up to do that. Just recharge, uh, daydream a little bit, You know how I feel about daydreaming and come back fresh. And, you know, new ideas for the podcast, new uh, goals I've already already recorded. The first uh, Space Podacy with Ben for 2023. Do you know, like, do I tell you? Do I tell you which movie it is? Yeah, why not? It's Christmas. We've uh, recorded a podcast about Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, Total Recall. So... Uh, yes, and that ends up being a fun chat and uh, maybe a little bit controversial as well. There you go. A little little tasty uh, forward sell for you to uh, keep an eye out for that. So we will be back with uh, a lot of guests and uh, a lot more uh, podcasts for you. Uh, most importantly, I want to thank you. This podcast is an absolute joy to produce and whether you're a Patreon subscriber or someone who just tunes in for certain episodes, I appreciate all of you for taking the time to listen. I've been told by people in the know that my podcast would find a broader range of listeners and fans if I made it about just one thing. People love to give advice, don't they? And, oh, yeah, I just thought I'd tell you this. And you go, but, great. Didn't ask for it. But, you know, I know you're trying to help. But look, to be honest, I think that advice misses the point. I don't want more listeners who only want Space Podacy episodes or interviews with comedians. The brand for me of this podcast, and I hate that word, but it's, you know, useful at this point. The brand of this podcast is that it is about the guests and what they're passionate about. And I believe that is what you enjoy the most. Where else can you find a podcast that will interview an award-winning New York Times author in Chris Herring about his book on the New York Knicks in the 90s? Then hear my mate Garth Jones and I talk about an 80s movie called Stunt Rock. Then welcome Georgia Mooney to talk music and then finish the year with Sarah Bennett discussing romance novels. This is a podcast that will break down obscure science fiction movies with Ben Elwood one week give you a short story with beautiful tales for the disenchanted the next week and have a quiz star like Brian Coverdale talking about the day that time skipped. I wouldn't change anything about this podcast because it is a perfect representation of my broad interests and I just love hearing people talk passionately about what they're experiencing. And I love the emails I receive. Like I I receive so many nice messages from you where it's like, like, after Rove's been on talking about Doctor Who and I get 
people who consider themselves Whovians, and then I get people getting in touch with me saying, you know what, I'm going to start watching Doctor Who. Where should I start? And then I get people writing to me who say, I don't have any interest in Doctor Who, but I love listening to the two of you talk about it. And that, to me, is an absolute win. I love those of you who desperately encourage me to watch certain Marvel TV shows I have no interest in. I love those of you who think Black Adam is a masterpiece, and I appreciate that you share with me why you think that. I love those of you who love things that I don't and then encourage me to check them out. And that's the point of this podcast. It's about passion. And it's about not being afraid to love what you love, even if you're completely wrong about Black Adam. Like, come on. Come on. What are you doing? You're better than that. (laughs) It's the only movie I walked out of this year where I thought, fuck, I'm concussed. I'm going to have to go to hospital. What's happened? Better not go to sleep. Could go into a coma. Anyway, thank you for being a part of this community. I appreciate any time you give to me, to my friends, to the work that goes into this podcast and uh, your passion feeds right back into the work that I produce here. So this podcast is about you and I hope you have a wonderful festive season surrounded by loved ones and people who are as passionate about life as you. Big Squid will be back for season seven. Yes. Don't know why I sounded a little bit like Alexi when I said that. Oh, we'll be back for season seven. Uh, that will be back around mid to late January, so keep an eye on the Big Squid signal, whether on the socials or through Patreon. Let's finish off the year with a quote from Maya Angelou. My mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive, and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humour, and some style. Goodbye, 2022. I will see you again in 2023. Until then. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.